genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today on the show, we'll be discussing the haunting of Villa Diodati. Via Diodati. Okay. Uh, the eighth episode of Series 12. Uh, this is written by Maxine Alderton and directed by Emma Sullivan. Yep. Uh, and a script editor of uh, Fiona McAllister. So just like uh, rad women all around. That's cool. Nice. Hashtag space for all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Space for all, including women. <laughs> <laughs> including, but not limited to women. the ladies. Women. <laughs> women are having a moment. Oh, boy. Um yeah, so uh, this one happened. Um, Whoa. Really, 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 really uh, gothic and yeah, uh, cool. This one happened all over the place. Felt um, felt like a um, a um, it honestly uh, it felt to me like a adaptation of a big finish story. Um, yes. Wasn't there literally a, a big finish adventure though with with Mary Shelley and a Cyberman? Yes. Yeah, there was. It wasn't anything like this, but yes. Um. Yeah, because like for the first half of it, nothing visual is happening. It's just people talking in a room. Mm-hmm. It's like not until what's his name wakes up and walks through a wall that something visual happens, and then the rest of the episode is like cool and visual and creepy. But like that first half, I was like, this could have just been a big finish story. Like this didn't need to be a, a real episode. Um, you can almost hear like the audio effects. Yeah, like, totally. Oh, there's someone at the door. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah, and also the way that everyone was acting, like the whole the writer gang. Was like acting. They were. Uh, it all. It felt like big finish stories that I've heard. You know, like just the way they were all interacting Very and stuff. Yeah, but uh, no, it was. Uh, it was good. It was a good episode. It was creepy and uh, nice and gothy and uh, cool Cybermen stuff, mm-hmm. which is a rarity. Oh yeah, I uh, I actually thought this was metal af i love this uh this is uh, i kept thinking this is like my new unicorn and the wasp where like i think this is going to be the one that i if i have people over and they're like oh yeah i stopped watching doctor who a while ago i heard the 13 is happening what should i want i'm like we're watching the haunting of via diodati or vila diodati because i don't know i just had so much fun with this one i thought it was funny i thought all of the companions just had like such great moments for them. I loved, uh, I don't know. I just, I vibed with this so hard and, uh, the, the Gothic energy of it was so great. I thought that it was, the episode was so full of love for not just Mary Shelley and Frankenstein, but just like that era of history. And I don't know, this was just my jam totally. And Mm -hmm. I, I had, I had had so much fun. It's maybe the most fun I've had this season watching an episode. Uh, no, I, 
definitely agree with that. Mm. This uh, owned. This was so good. I loved it so much. <laughs> I'm I'm already a sucker for a period piece, but I like this. Um, I don't know. I like British Gothic horror in specific. So yeah, the ghost this stuff was, this was, was great. Um, I could watch a whole episode of just Graham exploring a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Thought the crew was really great. I liked the uh, the actress playing Mary Shelley was really good. Lord Byron was exceptionally Lord Byrony. Oh my god, I'm in love with him. Just <laughs> immediately, just like as soon as the doctor walks in, just he becomes like that meme of the boyfriend like turning around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I get it honestly, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, just everything everything involving the doctor having to shoot down Lord Byron's advances was super fun and. Rompy mm-hmm. uh, misses the doctor. This kind of reminded me of, um, oh my god, why can't I? Chimes of Midnight, a little bit. Yeah, the house folding in on itself. Mm-hmm. I understood that reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was, I, uh, you know, I, I think my, my main disappointment in it comes from like, I don't really know lord byron like all that stuff was fun but like i don't i don't i've never read anything from lord byron i don't really care about lord byron to be honest he's kind of overrated um he's almost his his public personality and persona i think is almost more entertaining than a lot of his writing yes but i didn't know anything about that so like this him being like a ladies man didn't really i was like okay he was he was the captain jack of of, uh, (laughs) Of his day, okay, yeah, like yeah. he just felt like, um, uh, he felt like, um, what's the what's the guy with the painting of himself, Dorian Gray? He felt like Dorian Gray yeah. or something, and I was like, okay, I mean, cool, I guess. And then I was yeah. just thinking the whole time, I was just like, what? I was like, it's weird that Dorian Gray was written by Oscar Wilde, and then his they were bros, were they? They were pals. Who? I think I'm pretty sure Oscar Wilde and Lord Byron were contemporaries. Am I am I getting my my wires uh, crossed? I think Oscar Wilde was uh, after. Okay. Yeah, Oscar Wilde was like 1900s, right? Uh, let me see. I don't remember. Yeah, he wasn't born until um, 1854. So oh, um, Oscar Wilde was. Yeah. So. Well, I was just thinking. I was just thinking of how much he was like. He reminded me of um, Dorian Gray, especially mm-hmm. Dorian Gray on uh, Penny Dreadful. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, I was just thinking about that, and then I was just thinking, like, why are we spending so much time with him when I'm like so much more interested in Mary Shelley? Mary Shelley, and yeah. like Mary <laughs> Shelley, like barely did anything, but like, uh, uh, get sad about her son missing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like, I was like, I so so. I guess there were like parts of it that I was just like, why are we spending so much time on Lord Byron and not like the way cooler character of Mary Shelley. <laughs> um, and and th- so I was frustrated by that. And then I was frustrated by like when they finally started giving her stuff to do other than have little like pithy comments and like, ooh, I like monsters. And I, like other than that in the beginning, like once her son got involved, it was like that's all she was focused on. And then I was like, really? Yeah. You just like you made Mary Shelley a mom and like that's all – you're focused on okay cool like she had that one good scene with the with the cybermen where she was like i know what you are because i wrote something like you and he's like he, you didn't write anything like me and then like threw her around and i was like okay well it was more like you could see in that moment what she was inspired by was she she had she people- not written it yet no not yet 
Oh, no, this, this, she this is this would be the weekend that inspires Frankenstein. Why? But she he was like quoting her, wasn't he? Wasn't he quoting her book? No, he was he was quoting her Shelley's husband's writing. poetry. Oh, that Shelley. Yeah, Percy Shelley. Yeah, yes. that was the other part of it that she really was still, bothered me. She, she was still yet. Mary Wollenscroft. Oh, that was the other part of it that bothered me, I think, too, was that they were like, it was like, and then what's weird is that it was written by women, but like, they only cared about the guys? Like, they were like, I don't know. Lord I, Byron and Percy Shelley, everybody knows Percy Shelley, right? And I was like, what, f- I don't care about this guy. I don't care about either of these guys. You have Mary freaking Shelley in this, and yeah. you're not paying any attention yeah. to her. And that scene where she, like, the scene that you pointed out where she was, she of all people, Mary Shelley, was able to see the beauty and tragedy of the lone Cyberman. Yeah, but then and, she like, was wrong. And tempted. I don't know. I think that he, like, stalled her, but she was like, oh, like, she, like, miss. She, like, was able to, like, be, he was able to be interested in her. Like, oh, what's, what's she doing? And then it's like, no, I, would the, I was actually like a horrible man, even in life. Yeah. <laughs> I slit the throats of my own children when they turned out to be traitors. Yeah. To Geneva. I um I didn't have a problem with uh Mary Shelley in this. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she was great. I, I definitely could have used more of her, definitely. But I thought yeah. when she was in the episode, I thought she was really dynamic and effective and like spoke to why I think Mary Shelley as a, as a, as a person is cool. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think I was just disappointed because once again, this show like just shoves too many characters in a thing and then mm. the character that I'm most interested in gets the short shift. I really yeah. like the ensemble. Oh my god, I loved uh Dr. Polidori and Dr. Polidori starting to wanting to duel Ryan. <laughs> and like who is that guy? Is that like a real person? He was just there. Oh. He was just hanging out with him. Okay. Uh I mean like in the I think if I'm not mistaken she Mary Shelley ends up with that guy with the doctor in real life. Um, because um, Percy was supposed to die, uh, or I don't know. No, they, like in the movie uh, with El Fanning that I watched on the plane, he <laughs> and she ends up with someone that was there that weekend that wasn't her husband or Lord Byron. And so when Doctor Polidori was in the episode, I'm like, oh, maybe it was him. But then that guy was a writer. Wait, so what actually happened that weekend? Because I apparently don't know anything about that either. They were they were there spending a weekend in Lord Byron's estate, and uh, they. They challenged each other to write because it was like famously like really bad weather that whole weekend and it was raining and, and mm-hmm. crappy and spooky. Uh-huh. And so they challenged each one another to write uh, a ghost story, the, the scariest story. And Mary Shelley was inspired to create a story about a modern Prometheus, which in this world is now what she calls the lone Cyberman in passing. And you're like, oh, crap. Oh, like mm-hmm. you're like some kind of modern Prometheus. And you're like, oh, that's now what she's going to go back. Because she's like, are you are you are you one person or are you a composite of parts? Are you ma- are you many bodies? Mm-hmm. And you're like watching her, the wheels turning. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, the, the yeah the scene where Ryan, like where where Graham won't spot him for the duel. Like, oh, thanks, mate. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. <laughs> I was. <laughs> he's like ghost unreal. Oh, go, ghost touch me. Ghost touch me just right now on the shoulder. And yeah, it's like it was me. <laughs> like all of that was really fun for me. Yeah. The um uh. John Polidori is credited to being the creator of some of, like, vampire lore in, like, fantasy fiction. Mm. Um, so, like, he's, this is pre-Bram Stoker, like, vampire stuff. Oh. And he just nice. he just hung out with this crew. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Just him up real quick. Yeah, because I had never heard of him either. All right. That's cool. Um, Yeah. I it was all the the Cybermen stuff was good. 
was uh, really yeah, good. Yeah, the I design was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. The cracked face. Yeah. And the, the one arm of the, like, OG Cybermen. Like he was, yeah. like he had been turned into that Cyberman, and now he was being upgraded into the other one. Um, that's pretty cool. And then, so like the 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 Goopy stuff, the Goopy Silver, the Siberium, stuff, yeah. Um, that was that's like going to like create new Cybermen. Is that what its deal is? It's an AI. Yeah, it's a composite of of, of it's like a it's like the cloud basically for Cyberman culture technology, uh-huh. the alphabet history, uh-huh. and now somehow. I'm guessing my theory is Captain Jack stole it and threw it in a river. (laughs) (laughs) And now the lone Cyberman has it and he's going to use that to restart the cyber army. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, Yeah. This did end up being like utopia. Yeah. Called it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something. That's cool. Uh yeah, I she specifically was told not to give him what he wanted, and she did, like we knew mm-hmm. would happen. But what what bother? I guess what what's weird to me from like a writing standpoint on that is like, I don't know why, I don't know what that did for them. Like to say like have someone earlier be like, hey, don't do this thing. Guy said that guy that you trust said don't to do do this thing. Okay, I won't do that thing. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do the thing. Yeah, because the doctor made a call in the moment of like, well, because I mean there was that. I think my new favorite Jody Whittaker speech when Ryan <laughs> has the moment of like, no, we if Captain Jack says that if we give the Cybermen what it wants, billions are gonna die. So we have to give Percy Shelley up as collateral. And doc and the doctor's like, no, words matter. This man created beautiful mm. this dude created beautiful works that inspired people. We're not losing that. That's not worth losing because that's what makes the world the world. And it was like, wow, I don't know if I've ever it just it it it, it seemed like such a doctor moment to be like, no, I'm the one that makes the call. This is my call. Mm-hmm. But to have the doctor kind of put such a value on Eros, on beauty, mm-hmm. on art was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like like it it it's it was just a really arresting moment for me, and I thought Jodie Whittaker really sold it in the part where she's like, look, I know I like to say this is a fam, this is a team, but actually it's a mountain and I'm on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that like, was um, that struck me as very um, Tenth Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that monologue a lot, too. Yeah, I liked that monologue a lot. I liked her a lot in this episode. She was really mm-hmm. good, and I thought that there was a good use of um, – like the doctor as a woman and what that would be like, mm-hmm. you know, like just the the concept of like she's trying to do her job and this <laughs> this friggin' jagoff just keeps like trying yeah. to bang her and he's, <laughs> she's like, will you stop? Leave me alone, <laughs> please. I'm not interested. I couldn't be less interested. Stop it. Not my uh, type. Yeah, I don't know that I even have a type. Please leave me alone. Right? I don't even like the kind of thing that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I liked I liked that I liked her a lot in this. Oh, mm-hmm. also, all about the secondary outfit in this, just the vest and the white shirt. Oh, is that what that was? It was a vest. Yeah, you I could, couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I could I just looked like like a like a like a like a, a shirt like a button up shirt with like a print on it. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. I, I thought watching this, there's a point. There was a point in twelves era where he stopped having a costume and just started having a vibe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this in 13 was like, oh, this is just her vibe. Okay. Just like a vest and a rumpled uh, white shirt that you can kind of see underneath and then just like the jacket over it. I wanted the jacket to come off, 
but when she lifted up her sleeves, you could see that it was a vest because you could see the white of the oh, shirt. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like that. Uh, who's Percy Shelley other than Mary Shelley's husband? He's a poet. Oh, yeah. I don't I have no idea. You've never read Percy Shelley? No. I haven't oh, read any poetry. Fan. So like I just What? No. I don't like what? poetry. It really? Yeah, I don't like <laughs> We about I don't, to say it freaks you out. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't like poetry. I don't like poetry because it just I I just feel like I'm reading lyrics without music. Oh. And it bothers me. I don't oh know. My God. Or or it's just a bunch of words and there's no pattern to them and then that bothers me too. Because then I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? Not to Why sound, are you talking like this? Not to be this guy, yeah. but it is reading it is kind of a discipline. I guess kind of like listening to jazz. Uh-huh. You kind of have to like, you know, beer. Uh-huh. You know, maybe the first beer you ever drink or the, you know, you're like, oh, why do I, you- Yeah, I guess I just can't get over the pretentiousness of poetry. Like, it just feels very pretentious to me of like- <laughs> This person is just like, I'm not going to just write a normal story. I'm going to write a collection of words that's going to, like, give people a vibe, you know? And then they're going to have this – it just feels so – I don't know. It just doesn't (laughs) – I I don't like it. I don't don't like things that aren't accessible, and poetry doesn't feel accessible to me. But the first stories were poems. Okay. Yeah, they're about – you know, I I guess they were stories. Right, but they – oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Huh? Not even Emily Dickinson. I yeah, I, I probably never read anything that she's done. I don't know. I have some books I can <laughs> just sit under a tree and read some Walt Whitman and just, <laughs> and just okay. You know, so no. so like romantic era poetry is especially pretentious because that's Lord Byron's thing. Uh-huh. But like, not all poetry is pretentious. Mm, okay, I, I find that some poetry is accessible. Um, yeah, this is this is English major cast talking. Yeah. All right, I mean um, the last the last poetry <laughs> I probably read was like Shel Silverstein. So yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> that's not pretentious. That's a classic. <laughs> no, that's not pretentious, but also it's for children. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man. I don't know. What about Shakespeare? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Shakespeare's not poetry. It is poetry. No, it's not. Uh. It's a play. No, but he also wrote like sonnets and stuff. Okay, cool. I don't want to read those <laughs> unless they're part of a story. Okay. I don't know, man. Sorry. Sorry. You know what? This is why this is That's why legit. I couldn't be an English major because I oh I, I can't I don't I can't vibe yeah. on poetry. I just can't do it. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I like it when it's wow. a, as a song. Sure. Yeah. Or like like you know, like musicals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I like that, but yeah. like I don't know. It's working on a different level than it has like like a there's like a goal. It's not so like freewheeling. Like I don't know. You also really yeah. like. You also really love uh, st- structure and plot and story. Yeah, that's true. And poetry is just words creating emotions and feelings. Right. And I think you like experiencing a narrative with a drive and a purpose. Yeah. And not just like oh this makes me feel things. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I get really frustrated with like paintings that are meaningless. Also, but like meaningless, <laughs> but like full of meaning where people are like, oh, it's yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And I'm just like, OK, but what's the point of it? And they're just like, well, the point is to like feel. And I'm just like, I, that's me. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't have anything to connect to. They're like, don't all these colors make you feel things? And I'm like, no, I like, just feel like I'm looking at colors. You like, right? you, it just makes me anxious. Yeah, right. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. That's because. <laughs> You know what it is? I think I think it's if I'm really being honest with myself, sure. it's because I feel stupid. 
because I don't understand mm. it. I don't feel what everyone else is feeling. Mm. And then I feel like the idiot. And so like I don't so I just don't get involved. <laughs> I don't understand modern art, so that's fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know. I've learned I like paintings of flowers and shit. Yeah, I like I like real paintings <laughs> of like scenes. Mm-hmm. I like uh, yeah. that. I'm like, wow, that's really cool that they painted it like that. And but like, like when depicting it, like scenes from the Bible or or, or history, whatever, like anything yeah. like that, anything that like I can actually look at and be like, oh, I can see a story here. Mm-hmm. I like th- that mm-hmm. painting, that mm-hmm. stuff. But then as soon as yeah. you get into abstract stuff, like uh, Bethany and I went to a museum, uh, like uh, the Museum of Modern Art, like a month ago, mm-hmm. something like that. And there were like all of these paintings. It was like a room full of gigantic paintings where this <laughs> this this artist had meticulously like drawn these little triangle shapes it almost looked like with like a pencil or charcoal or something and then and then like big swaths of paint over it and they were just like right and i'm like i what what is any of this (laughs) like i was just so baffled by it and everyone was just walking up to it and be like "Mm, yes yes and i'm just like what I, I don't believe any of you people. He, I don't believe that any of you get what any of this is. You just feel like you should because it's in a museum. He, he individually made the triangles? Like he etched them? Yeah, like with like a charcoal. Like Wow. How many were there? Like hundreds? Like thousands. Thousands. See, that's impressive to me. I mean, yeah. Like, wow. So and it was a she. They did that. Yeah. She did that. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. And then there was like videos of her like working on it. And it just. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what? What like I could I couldn't I could not connect with what she was doing like I could never do anything like that because I don't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. But I need to understand a thing yeah. in order to appreciate it, mm-hmm. and that's so. And that's my own brain, right? Sure, everyone's got different brains. Yeah, that's so, legit. Anyway, poetry's not for me. Yeah. No, here I am thinking that like all three of us were going to be like super into this episode, and then like <laughs> you never know with us. <laughs> You're so surprising. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. Sorry. I mean, I really. No, no, it's in a good I, way. It's I, a I good like, way. I was just. Shocked. I liked all the general like vibes of it, and I liked like like a yeah. horror Cyberman story and mm-hmm. all of that. But like, you know, I don't care about poets, so like all I cared about was Mary Shelley, and then like she was just mm. like. I like spooky stories. Oh no, my son. And like, that was it. And I was like, I wanted more from that. Like, sure. I think I need to just go listen to that eighth doctor story <laughs> with her and the Cybermen so if that it, I can be like, this helps, is more what I was wanting. <laughs> if it helps at all. Um, she's only 19 the weekend. That but her mind happens. is older. So she's only 19 in this. But her mind is Yes. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't know that that helps. I think that makes <laughs> <Okay>. it worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yaz also kind of took a backseat in this one. I love that she was mm-hmm. the first she person. She always does. She always does. She yeah. just pops squat next to uh, Mary's sister and just tries to connect with her. I'm the classic Yaz. Yeah. That's that's old. I think that's my biggest issue with this era is that there's too many characters. Like, yeah. Like, this should have been. I mean, I, I don't know. We would have missed out on some, like, good moments with the others. But, like, <laughs> but, like. I feel like this would have been better suited as a solo doctor story um, mm-hmm. because she would have been by herself and then she has like this group of people and like that's enough. Mm-hmm. But like three companions plus like five guest stars yeah. plus the doctor plus the lone – it was like too many things and it's like all taking place in like a small space. So it's just – it's like no one got to like really shine mm-hmm. really. Sure. 
Like the only way that they shine is by yeah. The only way that they shine is by being extremely two dimensional and like really strongly two dimensional. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I get Lord Byron. I don't know anything about this guy, but I get that he's He's a a womanizer. Yeah, Yeah, he's a horn dog. Like I get, I get it. Like I, I see it. You know, Mm -hmm. and like that one's really easy to understand. Oh, also, um, minor quibble. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it made me laugh, so it's not like it made me unhappy. But I thought it was yeah. funny that they were just full on dropping references to Mary Shelley and Prometheus and Frankenstein, but they did not know who uh, who Nikola Tesla was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some writers have more respect for our crew than others. I think, <laughs> sure. or more respect for the audience, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I'm excited to see. I thought the the uh, the Siberium is a fun extension of the Cyberman mythos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Cyber Lone Cyberman was effectively creepy and mm-hmm. scary and intimidating in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had it's... gold. He had gold teeth. Did you see it? Oh yeah, he had like silver plated teeth. He or had silver plated teeth. So again, oh, the teeth are the back. Teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we, yeah, you mentioned that they're. I think. Um... I think Cybermen are scarier when you can see the human underneath them. For sure. Yeah. Um, so this this design was like super effective for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. very anxious to see how they stick the landing. There I don't I can't remember. It, it probably was uh Day in Heaven the last time that I've been this excited about a finale in terms of like You mean Heaven Sent? Heaven Sent. Okay. Or Death in Heaven. Death in Heaven. The one the big the big one where he becomes the president. Oh. Really? I remember, I remember being really hyped for that one. Okay. In terms of like, what's going to happen? It's yeah. like Missy and, yeah. you know, like I'm really excited. And the Cybermen. And the Cybermen. Like, I think you secretly love the Cybermen, even though you always claim that you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I love uh, Dracula, even though there's mostly bad Dracula stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, but yeah, like, I'm excited to see how they stick the landing with uh, the Timeless Child and Gallifrey being... Built on lies. Yeah, I don't even know how any of that's going to come back. Right? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to connect. It's very strange. The finale, part one is called Ascension of the Cybermen. Yeah, Ascension of the Cybermen's next week. And then The Timeless Children is the finale. So that's cool. I'm excited to see this because I don't, I have no idea what any of this is going to be. What what these last two episodes yeah. are going to be. Um, and how... Hardcore they're going to be. Is Jack going to come back or was that literally all we're going to get of him? I That would be so like offensive. <laughs> not not offensive, but like, yes, I, I would feel that way. Yeah. That'd be so rude. How to dare bring I? him back and have him not interact with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like, oh, yeah, here's this thing that doesn't make any sense. And then we're going to deliberately like you were talking about earlier, like I'm going to give you a warning and then she's going to deliberately disobey the warning. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, what did he think was going to happen? Well, I don't I don't know. I guess. Right? I, I guess well, like I thought it was going to be a thing where it was like it was going to be. I mean, we almost we almost got there, but it was going to be a thing where it was just like, OK, if I give him this thing. Then like all everything's cool. Like it seems like everything would be good, but if I don't give him the thing, then everything seems really bad. Sure. Yeah. Jack specifically told me not to give him the thing, but that would mean everything would be bad. Yeah. So do I trust Jack, or do I do what seems like the very obvious thing and give him the thing? Yeah. That's a did. more complicated answer. Yeah. Whereas this was like, no, if I give him the thing, 
the bad stuff happens. If I don't give him the thing, then the bad then then he dies. It was and a lose lose. Yeah, and it was a lose lose. And I find that that's less interesting. <laughs> like lose lose is less interesting to me because of course the doctor is going to save the one person because she's like right. I'll save all the other people later. Like of course that's the most doctor thing to do ever. Right. Yeah, but but my issue is that from just a structure standpoint, it's boring. It's the boring choice. Uh, okay, to me, I, I kind of I don't know. I I I like the doctor being faced with an impossible situation where she can't win at the end. Mm-hmm. And but like you said, picking the most doctor thing to do, which is saving the one, but because that's but, what makes her different than like other protagonists. Yeah, so. that's true. But but having the complicated choice of like. Doing the thing that Jack says, and it seems like that's the bad choice, mm-hmm. and then doing the thing that feels right yeah. and seems right mm-hmm. is the thing he's telling her not to do. Yeah. So, like, it's a more complicated choice of like, what do I do? Well, yeah, what do I do? Do I trust the the guy that is like my friend and mm-hmm. I've always trusted, or do I trust my gut, which is telling me to disobey him? To disobey him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? What What am I missing? Yeah. I find I think that that's a much more interesting choice. But I guess I feel I like know. that's what she did. I guess I feel like that's what happened in this. Oh. Well, what do you think, Cass? I think the I think the thing about um, the winning line, like sometimes I don't mm-hmm. always win or whatever. I feel like she hasn't won at all this mm-hmm. season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that I have She's a survived with. a lot. Yeah, but, like, but that's like, not the about, same. Yeah, like, yeah. 54, we just feel like she barely got away, and, like, yeah. um, Nikola Tesla's <clears throat> Night of Mystical Wonders, I feel like. <laughs> wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great if the Doctor just always lost? What if, no, what if that the, sucks. What if the that's 13th Doctor was a show. loser? Dude. <laughs> and we made him a woman. Well, like, I so, think... <laughs> I think, and I, th- I think what we're, I think what we're space for all. Um, <laughs> space for all. She was, I think I, the, the thing that we're feeling, I think, is a lot of the Deus Ex Machina. Oh, I've got it. Have felt really unearned mm-hmm. and simple, and not like clever. Yeah. So that's why, because she has technically won every episode barely, but yeah. they don't really feel like it. Like, remember with Can You Hear Me? It was just like she taught the the girl from Aleppo to control her nightmare monkeys, and then she trapped. The gods in a in a in a box. Yeah, like it didn't really feel like she outsmarted these right. immortal epic beings. Right. So as an audience member, we didn't get that catharsis. Right. It was just the episode ended. She was like, "Oh, good thing I've got this Deus Ex Machina in my bag." Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I think also for me, like I know I keep coming back to it, but the Doctor wins when nobody dies, and so many people have died yeah. this whole like couple seasons. Technically. Right. The casualties in this episode are saved by going backwards, I assume. Mm. Because when they like, oh, we, we, we're we back. We jumped back. In my mind, I'm like, oh, cool. The maid's still alive. The valet's still alive. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it. I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Hmm. Oh, the, you're still dead? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. That's my headcanon is yeah. that they're alive. Okay. Well, that's also, good. <laughs> also, also I, just to add insult to injury to the Mary Shelley storyline, her baby's an asshole. Um, oh yeah, her baby really screwed that maid. Yeah, that her baby, her baby just like cried oh. and screamed and got the maid killed. Yeah, and then and then he puts the baby on the ground and the baby is like totally silent. And I'm like, <laughs> where was this energy when the maid was trying to save your ass? You literal infant. <laughs> you literal infant. <laughs> that was horrifying though. The idea of like being trapped with the baby in the carrot and like, yeah. oh my god, I can't, I can't, like, I can't strangled this baby right to me i think a lot about horror versus terror yeah and horror to me is like the creeping 
dread. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that that scene was full of creeping dread. Whereas a lot of deaths this season have felt like cheap and just violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just the fact, ju- ju- just to have casualties. Yeah. Like right, I always right, think right. back to that nice old man in the 13th hour or the woman who fell to earth. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love him when you call your old gramps. He always makes me happy. You're my favorite grandpa. Oh, no, I'm dead. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> or that guy that threw his falafel at, uh, at Tim <laughs> Shaw. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Is like I would much rather, if I'm trying to get someone on board with this era, I would not show them Women Who Fell to Earth. I would just show them this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I think that's probably fair. Or Fugitive of the Jadoon. Or, yeah. dude, like Witchfinders. Witchfinders was so fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Witchfinders was good. A witch. A witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll just have to, like, watch this again, maybe, and just, like... Hmm. I'll read some with more, my, Byron. With my... With my <laughs> never... With my with my uh, with my disappointment behind me um, sure. of like yeah. what the actual episode ended up being, um, I like the. I also dig. I feel like I dig the episode that's in your brain, which is just Mary Shelley and thirteen bouncing off each other for forty minutes. Yeah, that would have I would have vibed really hard with that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or I'll just li- I'll I'll just listen to that Eighth Doctor adventure. Yeah. I just want to. I just want like an Ocean's Thirteen where she just picks up like Ava Good. What was what was the, the scientist's name that she met? Oh, um, in, Ada Lovelace. Ada Lovelace, Ada Lovelace and Mary Shelley. I just wanted to like bring back all of these yeah. famous women in STEM that she's met this year. <laughs> yeah, space for all. Space for all. Hashtag space for all. <laughs> oh, um, space for all. Space for all. <laughs> space is having a moment. <laughs> uh, I finished. I finished the uh, day of the Doctor novelization. It was really fun. Really Ooh. great. There's some great little Easter eggs that I think you and Scott would really enjoy, Cass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moffat having a bit of fun with uh, the expanded form. Mm. And I found my next adventure also in the Target collection. Oh. Rose. Yeah. By but... Russell T. Davis. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I saw that too. Ooh. I'm also really interested in reading the Sophie Aldred Ace 13 book that's out. Yeah. I've heard it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Much hmm. to think about. <laughs> Much to think about. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think that uh, – does that wrap us up? What do you think? Else? Yeah. I think so. What do you, what'd you think um, of this episode? Uh, I feel like most people loved it, so I'm was I'm sad that I didn't love it. But Yeah, I'm sad too. Yeah. This is how Rise of Skywalker fell for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. Although, I mean, I don't know, not to talk about Star Wars, but after after going through Duel of the Fates, I think I am on the devil – on the side of the devil you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, these are both flawed things, but I enjoy, I, I, I don't, why, why am I talking about this? Anyway, I don't. whatever. <laughs> Can't wait for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we've got two more episodes. Uh, part one of the finale is next week. And then the finale finale is in a couple of weeks. And then we'll be off for a little while. Just a little while. Just a little while. Um, and then so. we're back with long way round, and I'm I, we're so chuffed that you guys m- more of y'all stick around for those than I originally gave credit for. Yeah, yeah, they, so. it's been growing, it's been growing, and I think it's slowly overtaking these episodes because um, we've had some feedback that people don't people don't would would rather us not even talk about the new episodes. <laughs> wow, so, that makes what? Me sad. Yeah, sad. yeah, I know. Wow. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Anyway. There you go. So, all right. Well, space for all. <laughs> space, <laughs> Jack, space for all. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, we'll be back next week with Ascension of the Cybermen. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.